Hello, and welcome to Skywire's Digging Deep. This podcast is all about amplifying voices that are not often heard and about self-improvement and growth, especially during these challenging times. I'm your host, Daniel Andrade. In order to keep everyone safe and healthy, we are recording this interview a little differently than our other podcasts. Instead of being in the same room with my guests, we're practicing social distancing and recording this interview online. We apologize for how this method affects the sound quality, but also wanted to make sure we could provide you with a show while also keeping everyone safe and healthy. So with that in mind, let's go ahead and get started. My guest today is Ness, and I'm going to let all my guests give their own introduction. So Ness, go ahead and tell them who you are. Cool. Awesome. Well, I know this is really cool to have this on Zoom too, just having the technology. Um, but um, my name is Ness. Um, I am 23. I almost didn't know how old I was. I'm 23. Um, I play in a band and love video games. And other than that, um, that's literally my whole personality, I think. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's me. That's great. Thank you for that. Very thorough, very um, well-balanced introduction to yourself. Um, so the way that this podcast works, uh, we're going to mostly focus on kind of what's going on right now in 2020. So let's start by just asking you, in general, how has the COVID-19 pandemic adec- affected your daily life. Um, are you currently working right now? Uh, did you have a job before this pandemic? And if so, how did that affect that? Um, kind of stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. So before uh, COVID, I was working as a barista at a coffee shop, um, but we weren't like a drive through location. So they ended up like laying everybody off that worked at my specific location, which was in Hillcrest. So we got laid off in March. Like that's when the pandemic kind of started getting like really bad. Um, We were laid off for about a month and a half until they decided to reopen. Um, But I'm still currently not working right now because um, it was just too much exposure. Um, So I just decided to stay away from that. Um, But honestly, I was before COVID, I was literally like always at work, always out. Like I was never really home, you know, so I think that now with COVID like affecting my daily life, like we're home all the time. You know, and that's something that a lot of people also aren't used to. We're home all the time. We're around everybody we live with all the time, too, which is another story. Um, But, like, I guess it's affected me in both the negative and positive way. Negative in the sense of, like, you know, yes, I'm bored and stuff. But also positive in the sense of, like, it's like a mental refresher from being so busy and so crazy all the time, for sure. Um, I know a lot of people too, same thing, like they're just bored, but it's, I'd rather be bored than, and, and than safe than to be, you know, exposing and all that. But, um, I've been able to just focus on like other things that I didn't have time to focus on, even like little things like video games, you know, we didn't have as much time before and now we have all the time or to catch up on movies or whatever. So, you know, then that's been pretty good and I'm privileged enough to say that because I know for some people it's on the other end, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, you know, you said you worked as a barista, so, you know, I know there have been a lot of um, videos and a lot of um, articles and examples of people being very uh, 
rude, disrespectful, unruly um, because of uh, probably mostly because of the mask situation. People don't want to wear their masks. Um, so like before COVID, how was your interaction with um, with like guests, with uh, clients? And then what have you noticed has been kind of a shift, even though you're not working? Like, can you imagine like what it would be like if you were working and how that situation would affect you? Right. So, you know, um, when I was working, we were like a really busy location because we were like in the heart of Hillcrest. Um, so people would always be complaining about the wait time or like there was always like something wrong. Um, people were very long. Most people, I would say, were pretty like, hey, like this actually tastes different. Can I get it remade? Like no big deal. But um, some people would just be so agitated that they waited so long. And then on top of that, it's like not correct. Um, so that was a huge thing we dealt with um, or dealt with, I should say. <laughs> Um, but now, um, you know, I do talk to some of my coworkers at work there and people do have like really big fits about the mask, um, in sense of like, so there's like a plastic, um, guard, kind of like how most places have now, like a plastic guard for you to, you know, not really get that exposure, but still you can't serve somebody without a mask. And I guess people just have full on freak out moments. People like, I guess somebody sat in front of the, um, register and just waited and they have to like call the police. I mean, <laughs> I, I and the thing is I don't even know if I was in that situation how I would handle that like I think that it would be too much because we don't know how people react people react violent with this which is scary like it's a piece of fabric um but so if I was working now I know that it'd be very scary um and even places like Starbucks or you know McDonald's and that stuff like people think like oh those places aren't going to require masks but they also require to wear a mask and you should wear one because you know you're just taking care of others but it's it'd be hard to work right now for sure i could not do that <laughs> yeah i mean just because of the way that everything is going especially here in the united states like it's definitely uh and you know specifically in uh, california you know it's very very scary that it hasn't really settled down really so just definitely something to be concerned about so i guess like um to kind of circle back around to that um do you think this uh what we've seen in those news articles and clips and everything, do you think that's like a new thing or it's just something that we're maybe more aware of now? Like this, right? I don't want to say necessarily Karen's, but let's just say like disrespectful customers. Like, do you think that's something that's always been around and not as prevalent or it's always been that way, but we haven't really focused too much attention on it? Like, what do you think about that? So I think, um, honestly, I think it's, you know, one always been around, but I think that now it's just that like cell phones and, uh, videotaping has become so accessible. Um, you know, that thankfully we're able to like record those things, you know what I mean? Because for example, you mentioned like, uh, you know, how prevalent do you think it is? It's like before people were getting like accused of things like, you know, like, let's say like these like white supremacists would be like, oh my God, this man was like harassing me and attacking me. And the guy's like, I got the whole thing on video. Like, you know what I mean? So kind of in the sense of like, it's always been really strong, but I think now it it is it still feels really strong, but I think it's just because it's getting more exposure as in people are literally filming it and we can see it from our home and be like, oh, this was in Northern California or this was in Texas or something. Um, but the good thing about that is that those people who do those things that are really extreme, um, they, you know, get their names out there and their businesses or whatever get really kind of like, don't go here. And that, you know, it's eye opening for us, I think. Oh, yeah, that that spread of information, that accessibility is definitely making things a lot more, um, 
more quick, more sudden. Um, so just before we finish off this first chunk of the, of the, of the questions, how has this pandemic affected your view of, of the country and of the world as a whole? Like, especially being here in the United States. <laughs> well, honestly, uh, with the, like, for example, I'm going to speak in terms of like, you know, when, when it first outbroke and everything, um, I remember you could, like, it was like early March, you know, you'd be going to the store and it was like mass panic, you know, it was like even scary. Like you were in there like getting a video game and you're like, oh my God, like, should I get this? You know, and <laughs> those kind of things really came out, but I think um, like the U.S., like at first we were like one of the the bottom countries in terms of um, cases. You know, we were kind of like in the bottom middle. We weren't that much. But the second this started getting worse, they weren't taking it serious as opposed to like other countries. Um, And I mean, if you just see like the charts, like in terms of dates, like the U.S., I mean, exploded. It wasn't even like a significant small increase. It was like a it was like a massive uprise. Um, And I just wish that. Our government, I guess, in the U.S. took this more serious as they take as opposed to like, you know, funding the police or like military budget. Like for that, they're like, oh, my God, take them thirty thousand million dollars. But with things like this, it's kind of like, no, I don't know. And I just wish that we put more of a focus on public health like other countries or like even like public education. I understand that, you know, going to school online, especially for kids, that is going to be tough, you know, but also at the same time, like, you know, it has to be, it has to be that way for now. And also they should be making things accessible. Like if you're going to make school online for kids, why don't you make the internet free for low income areas and stuff? But they won't do that, right? Because they're just, I have no idea. But in terms of the US, I really cannot do another four years of this. Um, I cannot believe it's been four years, but I really hope that things change because we're just getting worse. And I know California, like you mentioned, um, we're, we used to be like, somewhat not okay but we were like containing it but now we've like overpassed florida and texas and that's scary because they're like their own country (laughs) that's so true and yeah that's what i'm saying like it's i feel like we were off to a good start and we had some good policies in place but then i think some some pressures maybe were coming in that maybe forced some changes that we weren't necessarily ready for at the moment so uh yeah but I'm, I'm glad you brought all that up because that brings us into our, our next chunk here of the, of the interview is how have the social issues that have been raised through this pandemic, how have they affected you? We've seen a rise in uh, Black Lives Matter, a rise in the LGBTQ plus community and pride kind of working together with Black Lives Matter. Um, has it impacted you personally or through your family or your friends or even the neighborhood that you live in? Like, how has that side of this whole situation affected you? Yeah, so I think, um, so for example, like uh, with everything with like the protests, for example, um, I think the media really tried to play a, a a role in saying like, oh, like these spiking cases were due to the protests and stuff, which was not true. Um, so I actually went to um, a couple of those protests and for, I will say that, um, I felt like it was so community-based um, in the terms of, like, people were literally out there handing out free masks, uh, free cases of, like, water and, and things like that and helping one another. Um, and also at that protest, at those protests, I should say, I would say, like, 98% of people had masks on. Um, and I know that you also had gone to one as well. And it's just 
people were were mindful of that and respectful. Um, but I think that it's also like brought us together in a unfortunately like super tragic way. But I feel like it also has brought people together in terms of like we're not gonna take this anymore. We got to keep going. Um, and like I know that people sometimes say like, oh well, it's you know they're just destroying. Um, material things or whatever you can replace material things you can replace a, a house or a building especially corporate buildings like you have all the money in the world to do that um but you can't replace someone's life um and even in the terms of the pandemic too like just like my so I live in a near the border and my zip code um was at first one of the highest um COVID cases um in San Diego um and that was scary um but also like you see these like um like almost like I don't know how to say like infection disparities like in the terms of like low income areas would have more um, exposure as opposed to like you know other places but now we're seeing like those places open up like for example PV or La Jolla and those cases are spiking and stuff but it was just hard because you know we don't have like oh like I have like 30 parks near my house or I have this I could walk by we only have you know neighborhood but because of COVID you know gyms are closed and stuff, I see actually people walking outside and stuff. Although we may not have like, you know, parks or anything, but people are just walking around um, and getting out there too. So, you know, you said that you've been to a few protests and I know some people maybe want to go to the protest, but maybe they're um, afraid of, you know, COVID being out there. So what what made you kind of overcome that fear and made you want to go out there and actually be a part of the protests <laughs> instead of just like supporting from home or something. It's funny because, you know, <laughs> you, you kind of, when you, you know, we've, we've not been around people for so long that when you do go around people, you're like, is COVID floating in the air? Like, you just don't know. And honestly, I think that what made me feel better about it was that like, I think about the type of people um, that are at the protest and kind of how they have those same views of me in, in the terms of like, um, you know, they were like, all the protests were like encouraging like social distancing, wearing masks, that kind of stuff. Like no one was like, just come out and get close together and crammed up. Um, and I also felt like it was so important to speak about those things um, that I guess, not that I'd say like, oh, I'd risk COVID and get it. But, you know, I felt like, I just guess I felt protected because I also was wearing a little bit extra like actual stuff on me. Like I had like two masks on. I even wore like glasses and like a hat. Um, and like a hood and it was like really hot that day. Um, but in the terms of like, um, I just felt like things needed to be said and sometimes they don't listen that way. And I mean, it'd be different if it was like, hey, like just come out like no one was wearing masks. Definitely not. Um, and I also understand that not everybody can go to protest, but there's so many things you can do from your home too that is so impactful and helpful, you know? Cause like, for example, when the protests were really bad, we had friends of ours being like on the phone, like, hey, cops are here. Hey, this is there. And, and we need that, you know, because we can't be on our phones as we're like running around, you know? So there's, there's roles for everybody that can't be everywhere, I should say. It's funny you say that because uh, I definitely remember, I've only been to one uh, protest outside. Um, but yeah, when I went, I also wore a hoodie, wore a long sleeve, wore a mask, wore sunglasses, wore a hat. Like I had every possible layer that I could to just make sure like I'm here, but I'm also trying to be as safe as possible. <laughs> but I mean, I will agree with you there that the one protest that I did go to did have plenty of people wearing masks and then also people along the sides that were providing masks, that were providing hand sanitizer, that were providing 
snacks and water, like sealed, obviously, so that it hadn't been tampered with. So, yeah, just that sense of community was really powerful over there. And it was really uh, inspiring to see, A, that sense of community, and B, that number of people that were there. And then, like, uh, at least at the one that I was at, like, as we were marching, as we were walking, you look up to the side and you see people that, like, have families or that maybe wanted to, you know, keep themselves safe and secure, but they were still watching and kind of supporting from the sidelines and kind of, you know, raising a fist. So I thought that was really, uh, really cool too. Just that even if you can't be there, you can still support the people that are there. So I thought that was really neat. Um, Has this kind of forced you to have maybe uncomfortable conversations with either family or friends, all these social issues that are being brought up? Oh, definitely. Um, I think, like, sometimes people think, like, I don't know, like, the big, so the big thing is, like, for example, like, people, like, maybe, like, not sharing anything on their social media page, whether it be, like, a band or an artist or just a person, right? And, like, they post all this other stuff, but nothing about that. It's also, like, there's no excuse for that. And, like, your silence speaks louder than anything, you know what I mean? Because you're kind of saying, like, well, it's okay. Because a lot of those people that I do see, like, on my social media, I've I've actually unfollowed <laughs> a lot of people, I will say, during this pandemic. Because I had somebody, you know, posting, like, you know, we shouldn't gather at protests for Black Lives Matter because it's, you know, just, like, a lot, like, exposure. And then, like, the next story, they're on a yacht with, like, 30 people. And I'm just like, how does that correlate, right? Um But just kind of like those conversations of being like, look, like even though you think that you may not have a difference, like let's say you had one person that was following you and it was like your dad or something. You're at least posting that and educating that one person that, you know, a lot of people have the excuse of like, I don't really use social media. Well, you're always online, so you use it, you know, (laughs) but it's just important of making that statement. And also when you speak about things, um, the people around you should know how you feel like it should never be like oh I can say this or that because this person doesn't care it should always be like I have to watch what I'm saying because that's not right and I have to be better at correcting myself and I think it's just a lot of terms of that like I feel like a lot of people feel scolded sometimes but it's not trying to be that way it's just trying to be like hey this is not okay let's do better next time let's start working on that right um I do think people can change um but they have to want to change and they have to show that drive not just to like one person like to me be like this like awesome like oh my god great and then like the second I'm gone they're just back to the way they were that's not good um but you know those conversations are hard because for example like you know the news is always on in your house or something and I know I don't know about with you but with at least with um my parents it's just like a little bit of older generation like them having to kind of like really um unlearn some stuff and really kind of see what's going on the bigger picture um so a lot of it is like my brother and me like you know being like no 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 you know and it's just kind of clash heads sometimes but you just have to educate people and you have to keep going you know it's not about like i'm right you're wrong but it's about this is morally what is right you know oh yeah i think you brought up some really important points about first of all like this goes for the people that we chat with and for ourselves too, is being able to say like, oh, uh, I'm, I did not know that. Thank you for sharing that information with me. You know, like you said, just trying to get better about it and trying to educate and learn and grow. Um, and then I think what's important, I think you brought up the whole issue of like sometimes people feel scolded. So it's like, how do you, how do you balance that, um, you know, that desire to 
have people be involved while not being condescending towards them or not being like judgmental towards them. So I guess to kind of um, tie into that, uh, I think it was Hassan Minhaj that said once that like there's a lot, there's like a lot going on right now. There's always been a lot, but especially right now in 2020 when we're at home and we can't help but see the news and see everything. Like there's, there's still the water crisis in Flint, Michigan. There's, you know, um, genocides happening in like China and in Yemen. And there's like so many world issues that are going on. There's still the climate, climate change crisis. So, you know, what, with so many things going on, what are the things that, what are the issues that you're most focused on that you want to try and bring a light to? Uh, not that it devalues the other ones, but you know, you're trying to focus your energy on certain issues. Like, what is that for you? Right. And like, like you said, there's just so much going on and like, you know, we are home. So we are, I think that this is also a time for people like they're home and they're like, I didn't know this was going on in the world. I didn't know this was happening. And it's kind of a lot of realization. Um, I think for me, (laughs) unfortunately, um, this administration has just made it like so many things to worry about. You know, like in terms of like literally everything, like you go from immigration to um, trans issues to Black Lives Matter, like they've literally like just, I don't even know, like you can't, like there's not one day that goes by where like they don't do anything that's not right, you know? Um, But for me, at least I will say um, one of the big things was um, the two big things, um, well, there's a lot. See, I named one and then I want to name a thousand. but I guess I'll just go on, like, for example, like trans issues. Um, the Trump administration um, talked about how um, they it was horrible. They made it a way to, like, identify a trans woman or a trans person. Right. Um, in terms of like homeless shelters to, like, give them not like a first thing, like if they need more beds, give the other people a chance and they'd be last or to not be that. And also to, like, revoke trans healthcare um it's basically saying it's okay for a doctor or physician to be like no we can't you know do that because of religious or whatever reason um and that's scary that they would one do that in general but during a pandemic where like we are quarantined and this and that and i guess my my thing is i i want people to know that like i feel like sometimes people feel like oh well like you know like trans people or like you know even like gay people like it's like okay like nothing's happening in the u.s like maybe other countries yeah but i'm like no it happens here and it happens extreme um like for example like there's like black trans women who are killed every day and the media also just doesn't really talk about that um but just thinking about like this the physical safety of people um and then also just like health-wise in terms of like can you go to a doctor a government being like well they have an option to decline you like that just actually like is crazy and I don't know how to bring that to more I don't know how to make people more because people should be upset with that you know it's like but people are more like lenient about it so it is difficult to like be like I don't know you know like it's difficult to get people riled up over something that affects you personally but it doesn't affect them you know what I mean Absolutely. Um, I think that that's probably one of the biggest challenges in in dealing with any of these issues, any of the many issues that are going on, is how to make it connect with people that um, have not lived that experience, have not been through those struggles. So yeah, that is definitely a challenge and something that I still am working on and trying to figure out on my end as well. 
Um, so, um, have all of these social issues made you think about, um, made you think about your, your neighborhood differently, your, your friends differently, your, your, your country differently, your society differently? Like, has it in, impacted? Like, did you have a, maybe a worldview before COVID and now this has kind of exposed you to some things that you weren't aware of? Or again, was this something that you always kind of knew, but maybe it's now more uh, in the spotlight just because we're all stuck at home and we're kind of um, we're kind of forced to see these things that maybe otherwise we would have been able to distract ourselves with work or with movies or with uh, concerts or other things to kind of uh, keep our minds off of it. Oh, definitely. You know, I think um, before the pandemic, to be honest, because nothing like this has happened even in our parents' lifetime, you know, where they've been forced to stay home and that kind of thing. Um, but genuinely, like, I think that because it's never happened to like, it's not like, you know, our mom or dad are like, hey, like, yeah, like, we had this went around and we were quarantined for a year or something, you know, so this is so different. And it's kind of changed my view in the sense of like, I never thought that something would happen to this extreme everywhere in the world. Um, and like, for example, I know we've all seen Contagion. Um, <laughs> I just I just rewatched that. I don't know why scared me um but it's kind of like I think that in terms of community like like I said before like pe people weren't like I never saw people like walking outside really and like now I see people walking all the time I could walk at 10 o'clock at night and I would know that I would see people jogging or running or whatever and I think that it's brought people in terms of knowing like we can live without the stuff that we had before because there's a lot of things that we're realizing like even for example on my end before I always thought that I needed a haircut every week. I needed um, to do my eyebrows or I needed this and that. Like being quarantined basically like six months now, um, you kind of realize you don't need any of that. And there was a lot of money that was kind of thrown away, I guess. Um, like I was, like you said, like we were going to movies, we were going to concerts or whatever. I want to go to those things more than anybody. But also like because we're not doing those things, we're home, we're kind of reading things, we're seeing things that we're kind of, exposed to and forced to see that maybe people were kind of blocking off before um and like for example like when everything happened with George Floyd um unfortunately um I know that everybody was talking about it all the time and some people who like you know are normally online on social media went completely silent um because it was just so um that was the only thing being talked about and I think that they were uncomfortable and also just your silence speaks so much louder it's scary um, but you know, I think people are just like, they, they're desperate to like go back to this like normal, um, just because they don't want to deal with this uncomfortableness of what's going on. But in terms of the way I view the U S too, um, genuinely we are, we have so many issues and I think that people want to pride ourselves in like always thinking America's number one, America's first, but it's okay to not be first it's it's better to you know maybe be 12th but you're improving right but actually not you know having this ego of like we're better than everybody we're better than you and that and i just wish that you would think that in something like this everybody would be working together to try to do something but it's always about we got to get the vaccine first because we're number one and that's not well you know that's not you know a good thing um so i just i hope that my view is that i hope that we end up changing our ego in this country because it is really high. 
it's like up here and our standards are like down here, right? So we need to meet where they match. <laughs> like walk the walk, talk the talk. Yeah. And it, I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier about, um, you know, how do we... Because I think when, when we were talking about being judgmental and being condescending towards others, that's an ego thing as well. So maybe it's just kind of just like an, an American thing is kind of having that that sense of ego kind of built built into our society and kind of into us by by result. This interview will continue in the next episode.